this is DDS. From the DDS studios, well, it's only Brad tonight. On the road, it is me, Blake Melton, and from Christmas Village still, it is Matthew 2, Tone Blue Parker. Parker, tell me how Santa's doing. Hey, he's doing pretty good, and he's here live today to completely uh, erase the mistake that could have happened. So, good to see you guys. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, the mistake would have been glorious. Three <laughs> <laughs> recorded mistakes. Oh, my word. That will forever live. Hey, we might have a little something special for you. I don't yes. know if it'll be today, but it will happen at some point, guys. Newberry, tell me what we got on the docket today. Gosh, we've got our weekly NFL pick six coming up. Stay tuned or fast forward if you want to to our final thoughts where we'll have some different topics that are burning on our minds here. We're, tis the season, right? Ho, ho, ho. We're going to go around the table and give what do we want for Christmas? One thing. What is the one Absolutely. thing that each of us wants for Christmas? That's how we're going to start Absolutely. off the show. Absolutely. Before we do get started, go ahead down below, guys. Really helps us out. Hit that like and subscribe button there on YouTube. Give us a follow and a rumble on Rumble. Check us out on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. You can download the audio versions of all these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Newberry, kick us yeah. off. All right. I'll start. What is the one thing that Newberry wants for Christmas? It's an easy one for me, fellas. I want the Jacksonville Jaguars to be in the NFL playoffs. Now, there's only one way that they get in. They have to win the division. Uh, it seemed far-fetched just a month ago. Uh, things have changed. Things have happened. The Titans have lost four straight games. Their quarterback is now out for the year. The GM is fired. The The players, it's hard to tell if the players care. Uh, maybe the players are just hurt, uh, the, the key players. But there is a mathematical formula where it doesn't matter what the Titans do anymore. If the Jaguars literally win everything they're in. And sitting here today, I'm, I'm speechless. I can't, I can't believe it's even a possibility. This was not supposed to be the year, fellas. It was, this was year one under Doug Peterson, and, and maybe next year would have been the year, but uh, I can't believe it. Overall, this division is bad, I think. But for entertainment purposes, I think the I think I just think the Jaguars are more entertaining than this version of the Titans. Well, I I think there's no doubt about that. I think when you look at the Titans right now, it's a team that uh, you don't know who they are. I mean, I don't know I don't know who they are with Malik Willis. Uh, does Josh Dobbs have some sort of magical uh, uh, left in uh, uh, quarterback magic left in his tank? Can he learn the, fa the the offense fast enough to even make a difference this year? Uh, can the can the Titans even win behind this offensive line, Parker? <laughs> no, no, that'll that'll get me to mine <laughs> here in a moment. But hey, to, to, on Bradley is about winning the division, Bradley. I mean, yeah, they control their own division, but I will also say the Titans control their own division or own their own way. To destiny, even, you know, well, yeah, the destiny. Thank you. Losing words here. You control their own destiny. And and not only do you want the Jags to get in, if you went and bet on it right now, you know who the favorite to win the AFC South is right now? It's the Jags. Oh, jeez. It has to no. be, right? It, it No, it 100% is. They are. You have to put them more on the Jags right now. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that's a great wish. I, you know, um, I think that, you know, I, I was kind of saving this, but I had a buddy ask me about, like, hey, do you want the Titans to get in? to the playoffs or do you want them to tank for a better record? And my answer was immediate because I, I don't think it's a question. You always want to get into the playoffs, right? I mean, winning divisions is hard. Even if your division's crap, it's hard to win a division. Like when you get in the playoffs, who knows what, what happens? But as a Titans fan, I like to look at this as a win-win situation. When we get in the playoffs, you win the playoffs, you win the division three straight years. If you don't get in the playoffs, that means we lost like eight straight games and that means that we're going to have the best possible pick that we could possibly have in this situation. So, no, I think it's a good wish. And I think it, man, it, 
I think we're going to know this weekend if that's going to come true or not. I, th- I think you should always play to win and like s- screw the narrative in the background about tanking and all that. I think the players will probably think differently about tanking and losing on purpose. Yeah, yeah I don't. It- I'm not a fan of the tank. I'm really not. I, I think that as professionals, it's it's a hard sell for people who go out there day after day and make their living off of putting good film on tape, whether it be for their own GM or for GMs across the league. So uh, I'm not buying that narrative. I don't think quite honestly, I don't think the Titans have to do anything different than what they're doing right now for that to, for all of that to come to fruition though. So, uh, but yeah, Parker, uh, just so you know, just so the order is right here, I'm going to let you go next just because I think y'all are going in a similar direction. And uh, because I think I'm going a little different. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. My Christmas wish, I almost wanted to have Urban Meyer back in the NFL. That was close to my <laughs> Christmas wish. But, but man, I, I just talk about – I'm like – I was having a conversation with my brother-in-law about a minute ago, and I'm tired of talking about this. I've been talking about it for two years, it feels like, with you guys. Yeah, I just want to be healthy. I, I just want – I don't care if my team wins or – I do care. But I, I, I don't care if they win or lose, really. I, I just want to know if they're good or not. Like last year, the most injured team in the history of the NFL. This year, they're on track to beat that. Like, it is so bad. Like, I printed a list out last night that had 16 players on the IR for the Titans, most in the NFL. This morning, it's 19. Like, I looked at – if you're looking at the the just the injury report for this week, it's 18 players, y'all. That's a third of the freaking roster. There are eight linemen, eight of them, on either the IR or the injury report. We started the year with nine. Like, Terrence Marshall is now on the IR. This guy was a starting cornerback for us, and he wasn't even on the team at the beginning of the year, and he's on the IR. I, like, injuries are not an excuse, but this is – I'm, I'm serious. Like, this is just horrible. I'm just so tired of having this conversation about injuries. Like, you go back and look at last week, and Mike Williams makes that catch for the Chargers to put him into uh, field goal range. Field goal range, yeah. Right, and Mike Williams, I think it's not much of an argument. He's the best jump ball receiver in the league. Maybe you talk about Mike Evans, but I think Williams is the best at that. Do y'all know who was guarding him on that play? It was freaking Greg Maven. It was no, Greg right? Maven. And Maven is an undrafted free agent from 2017. Let me just give you a list of teams that are starting quarterback guarding one of the the best jump receivers in the league. He's been on the Bucks, the Bills, the 49ers, the Bengals, the Titans, the Jags, the Titans again, the Cardinals, and the Titans again. It's just I want – I'm not – usually injuries are – you know, it, it's luck. It really is. That's really what it is. And you kind of hope to bounce back and regress from that. It's just it's, – it's, it's brutal. I hate having this conversation over and over. I just want to be an average NFL team when it comes to injury-wise. I'm not asking for everybody to be healthy, but just, just give me average. It's a good Christmas wish. Yep. Wish all teams had average health because I just think it makes for a better NFL product. So, yeah, right. You don't want to see Trace McSorley out there playing quarterback for the Cardinals. No, I'm I'm not watching it. I mean, I'm still paying attention for fantasy purposes and whatever, but I'm not going to like tune in. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, are we sticking with NFL here? Can it be anything? Anything, okay. anything. Right. What is the one thing Blake I'm gonna for Christmas? Everybody knows I'm more of a college football guy of, of the three of us. For me, I want nothing more than to go out and absolutely see the Tennessee Volunteers trounce the Clemson Tigers. I cannot wait to see it happen. Joe Milton is going to be throwing scud missiles from the ten yard line to the other ten yard line. Uh, <laughs> I know there's a lot of opt-outs on both teams. There's actually more opt-outs on the Clemson side. Uh, we, I, I really feel confident about it, and I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see if we get far enough ahead, Parker, are we going to see Nico Iamaliava? Technically, he can play in this game. He is enrolled, and this is not an SEC uh, uh, regular season game. So he is technically going to be dressed and on the sidelines. I think of all three of our wishes, the one that might happen the most is going to be Blake's. I think Tennessee rolls in this game. <laughs> like, I, I absolutely think they absolutely do because Clemson, you mentioned the ops out. They don't care. This is a team that's supposed to be in the in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? They think they're, they're too good, good for this game. 
They're done. Yes. No. Why would they play? They don't. They don't care. The coach doesn't care. It, it starts up top, right? Dabo doesn't care. I'm telling you right now. I think Tennessee rolls. They get it. Get there your you Christmas go. wish. Get it. Come on, Millie time. Let's go. Millie missile. It's a Millie missile. <laughs> Those were our Christmas wishes. We're gonna go to the NFL pick six. It's a little out of order because we find ourselves tonight. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on Thursday night football on Amazon Prime for everyone to enjoy a matchup of the six and eight Jags and the seven and seven Jets. The New York Jets have lost three straight games. They have questions at quarterback. Is it White? Is it? I don't even know his name. What was the name? What is the name? It don't even matter. Flacco. No, 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 no. The other, the kid, Zach Wilson. Oh yeah, Zach Wilson. Sorry, yeah, it's Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Boy, yeah, Watch Zach out. Wilson. You're playing tonight. You're playing. You leaving Mama's friend alone enough to play tonight, Zach? <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you right now. How is it that all of the Thursday night games this year have just been absolute duds? This and is, is this one going to be another one? I, I think it might be actually better, Brad. I'm serious. I <laughs> the, think that. The role right now that I and I can't believe I'm saying this. The role that the Jaguars are on right now are actually going to. I mean, they could come out and put a thumping on on the Jets. So I wrote in to be cautious about this. I wrote down the Jaguars have won indeed two games in a row, including last week's game against the Cowboys. The great equalizer in this game tonight will be the weather. Parker and I were talking off air. What happened the last time? that Trevor Lawrence found himself in weather, Parker? Well, he fumbled it, I don't know, how many times? Once, Ooh. twice, three, four? Yeah, Jeez. four times. Yeah, Ooh. four times. And, uh, a it, and a pick. And a pick. And it's not just that. He played one time. At, he played one night game with the Jags. Let me tell you, that didn't go very well. And it's not just that. The Jags haven't won a road primetime game since the Steelers game in 2008. That may have been the last time they were on primetime. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're on they're on Thursday every year. I mean Oh, know. that's true. The the color rush game with the uh the throw up mustard against the uh, Titans blue. Yuck. Yeah. Um and you're right, the weather's gonna be difficult in this one. And this is not just this, but this is a hor this is a horrendous spot for the Jags. I mean, think about it. Last week, they're down by 17. They've got to give everything they have to make this comeback. They go into extra time. Now they're on a short week traveling, bad weather. This is just a horrendous spot for Jacksonville. Well, I think what it is, is this is one of those defining moments in the season. You know, they won two, like you said, in emotional fashion. Uh, are they going to be able to continue this with all those things stacked against them? I think you're going to find out are they ready to step up and do something, or is it just going to be back to the Jags being the Jags? Uh, I think that they potentially might be able to do something, but it's hard to argue whenever their their track record has been as, as it has been. I mean, there's no doubt. It is number one versus number two as far as quarterbacks go in this, so that, that's what they're going to pitch this at. Now, I'll tell you where I, where I stand on this. It's I think it's a big deal, even though I think he's average, but Cam Robinson went down last week against Dallas. He's not in this game. Walker Little came mm -hmm. in and surrendered four pressures on just 19 pass blocking uh, snaps. Four out of 19. Like, that's Dennis Daly type numbers. Oof. Um, and on top of that, this is going to have to be a ground game, and that doesn't bode well for the Jags. They are a top five offensive line for passing for pass blocking. They are dead last when it comes to run blocking. And the Jets rank fourth in pressure rate. It's just this is a game that you're going to have to be able to run the ball because you're not going to be able to pass the ball. Quinnen Williams is going to play in this game for the Jets. It's just, it, I just I, this feels just really the 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 line the line movement tells me it too. Like the Jets were. You know, it was even. Uh, it was a pick them at first. Yeah, I saw then some places the Jets even one, getting a point. And plus one, he had fluctuated, and then it ballooned all the way up to almost the full field goal tonight. Yeah, at that three, I probably don't do it. But 
Um, also, this is a good uh, Bradley. You can you know this is a good matchup for for Zach Wilson. We're going to see how terrible he is if anyone is able to pass the ball. He should be able to pass the ball against the Jags, who are rated thirty second on Football Outsiders DVOA. Yeah, uh, Travon Walker's out. The the problem is if this game were being played in nice weather or in a dome, we could see the true Zach Wilson. We could see the true Trevor Lawrence. I think the weather is going to be a huge factor here and it's going to just be sloppy. It's going to be nasty. It's who can survive. Um, this may be, you know, like a Blake, like a stats be damned type of game where it's just dumbed down so much. And it's whoever happens to get the lucky bounce their way. Maybe it's a fumble. So, well, or pick six or, because the or, or, blew the ball backwards or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, hey, Doug Peterson could have a role in this. I mean, having the right guy calling the plays and, and at the helm could be a big deal in this game. Um, I don't know. The more I sit here and think about it, the more I, I kind of go back and forth. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead. Uh, what's the line right now? I wrote two and it a half. down, left it there. Jets, two and a half. Jets. Jets, two and a half. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going Jags. Jags in the points. I'm going to lean on. I think this line is going to get exposed tonight. I think Walker Little, if he's out there, that's the real key to watch that left tackle position. Uh, and with the bad weather, I'm I'm looking for Trevor to fumble it. I just am. I mean, uh, that's that's what he that's what he does. So uh, I think that could change this game. And I, on top of that, not just that, the spot, which is a real thing in the NFL, this. Is a horrific spot. Give me the Jets uh, to, to to win this game. Yeah, all of these things are true. I wanted to call out a career and day. Yeah, career day by safety Rashawn Jenkins last week. Eighteen tackles, two interceptions, the pick six to walk off with a win. Uh, Zay Jones had six catches for one hundred nine and three touchdowns last week. But I don't think we'll get to see any of those explosive type of moments tonight. I really don't. And and the Jags offense is kind of built around explosion, whether it's Kurt on a crosser, uh, Zay Jones on a crosser, uh, Travis Etienne, like a 10-yard burst. I, I don't know that he can get those type of runs tonight with the weather in this defensive line. It's going to be nasty. I just As a homer, I'm going Jags 20-14, to 14, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Jets 9-6. to six. And that's something we didn't even mention, Bradley. You're right. I mean, not just the weather. The Jets have a good defense. Yes. Like oh, you go saucy. back and you go back and look. Like they, the number one guy can score against them, but the whatever the under is on Zay Jones, take it tonight. I think it's at 56 yards or something because they historically this year have shut down the number two guy. Like you go go to look at the Bills and and look at Gabe Dave. Go look at these guys throughout their their schedule. And they've just done a good job at, at locking them down. Yeah. The one article I read about over-unders for tonight's game was uh, the Jets locked down on the outsides, but susceptible to the uh, over the middle. So they're like, hey, look at Evan Ingram tonight, maybe. But uh, Ingram doesn't necessarily go over the middle. He's more of a like an H-back. He goes on the outside, too. So really sloppy game. I'm sorry for those that want to see a high-scoring, exciting one. It's It's not going to be that tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just another uh, Thursday night special. Man, it's this time of year, December football. But uh, we've got one here. It may be 10 degrees. I don't know if Parker's going to brave the elements or not because you've got a one-win team. The Houston Texans coming into 7-7 seven and seven now. Tennessee Titans. The Titans are about a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Titans have not won a game since November 17th. Losers of four straight. We mentioned it earlier. They've lost Tannehill for the season. Malik Willis, right? I heard yep. Blake mentioned Dobbs. Surely not. That that that's a clue. Too quick. Too quick. It's too quick. I mean, I I will stand by this. I think Josh Dobbs has a bigger role to play in this. I mean, you look at you look at this right now. Malik is clearly not ready, and I'm not really blaming him for that. He's a rookie. I don't expect him to be ready. But it's clear that this season he's not going to be a difference maker in this offense, particularly behind this offensive line. And it may not matter, but you're talking about Josh Dobbs. Yeah, he's he's a backup. He's a journeyman backup, but he's also a very brilliant guy. 
He, he can probably learn the offense pretty fast. Whether he's very good in it, I don't know. Again, behind this offensive line, I don't think it really matters, Parker. You know, you say learn the offense really fast. You know, this reindeer is capable of learning the Todd Downing <laughs> offense really fast. But, yep. you know, I, I, and I'm going to sit here and say – I'm not happy Tannehill's hurt. I, I'm I I think he's fantastic and one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. But behind this offensive line, I think Malik might actually be the guy to go to on this because he's going to be running for his life. And <laughs> and we know what this team is with Tannehill. We know what it is. So so let's roll something out there different because we don't know what Malik is. We don't know. Like mm -hmm. anything can happen with somebody with that athleticism. So sure. I don't know. We, yeah, we saw him in a couple of games, right? I stand by the fact, I hope, that they're smart enough and they they didn't change the offense for Malik. They said, hey, Tanny's going to be back next week. Let's keep this the way it is. Let's not screw everything. Let's do a little gimmicky stuff. And we're going to the offense. Now, install the new offense. Do something completely different. This gives Yes, I'm going to break degrees. Blake, how much of an advantage is it that the Houston Texans have already seen Malik Willis this year? I mean, I don't think that it's like any mystery what Malik has to bring to the table. Uh, I think that he hasn't really shown anything uh, that's going to be earth-shattering that you have to prepare for. Everybody knows he's athletic and fast. He can move, the po move outside the pocket a little bit, and he's going to have to, like Parker said. Uh, but I, obviously it's not a great thing that they've seen him play already. Um, I, I'm, I'm really worried, but to, to expound on what you were talking about, Parker, one thing that I, that I think the reason I think that Dobbs has a bigger role to play here is if you really think that Malik is your future, why sacrifice him behind that line when you have someone who's just as athletic probably and Josh Dobbs, if you can just teach him to go out there and service the offense. I, uh, I, I don't know. That's my thing. But I think in that game, there was like one design run. Running and able need to do seriously. They knew what he was doing with some fields. And they run the ball. Jim Dobbs, I don't care who, if we have an athletic with no offensive line, I need to see like eight design and I think out there, even if he, so what you know, like then we'll better learn if he's something. Let's see if there's a flash. But if sucks. Panther is, I don't really know because there's no weapon. There's no offensive Good. If the flash is like holy, that's good with the line. Then, then right. So, by the way, guys, I have to take just a moment and talk about how daily is. So, I put it out on Twitter. Do you hear me? Oh, yeah. Anyways, I will Parker, you may need to check your mic there. I think you're popping yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I just muted his mic because it was popping towards the end. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, Parker's about to talk about Dennis Daly. Oh my God, Dennis Daly is single-handedly responsible for making the the Titans' offensive line look probably worse than it really is. But honestly, I mean, when you talk about you know, gotta have positions, you gotta have a good offensive line. You gotta have your best offensive lineman. They're on that left left tackle spot because you've got to be able to protect that quarterback's blind side. Guys, is that any better? There yeah. you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll let, we'll let, him roll to, let him roll to daily then. So just looking at – but looking back at it, I started looking at how bad he is, and I went back through six years of data, and he's allowed more sacks than any player in the NFL in the last six years. And it might be more than oh. that. I quit. I quit looking it up because I have my computer was getting bogged down with all the data I was pulling up. I, it finally just kind of froze on me. Like, and guys, he didn't start this year. Guys, there's still three games oh. left, and he's already given up more than anybody that I could find. 
it's 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 absolutely horrendous. But I, you know what, though, something we aren't saying. I don't care if this line's bad or not. There's a guy by the name of Derek Henry that has played this team in the last four consecutive games. He's had over 200 yards every game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that has to be that has to be the plan, right? It has to be Malik work with Derek, get a relate, you know, get get a rhythm going there with him running. You two both work that read option, work on the screen, get the short pass. He'll be there for the check down, you know, find Hooper. Um, hopefully Chig is open too. I mean, it, it, I mean, look, if you're, if you're tied down and if you ever had an opportunity to be more creative, this has got to be that game. So. I was going to pause a second. I was listening back to last, last week's podcast and we had mentioned Derrick Henry and fumbles. And Blake said if he fumbled a third time, then he might have another thought. Blake, he fumbled again. Three straight games he's fumbled. This time the Titans happened to recover it. But what the hell? What is going on, man? The King is not holding the groceries. Come on. Well, I mean, look. Three straight games. Mediocrity and poor play is contagious. Uh, and, and no one is immune to it. Um, when things are going wrong in games, it goes wrong for everybody. Even the best of them are going to have that happen. Uh, I don't want to see this become a pattern, but I cannot deny that three ga- three straight times, but that's the developing of a pattern. Uh, it's not something that we have necessarily seen over his career, I don't think. So I'm not terribly worried about it. But what but you know what I think we know about Derrick Henry is he's going to own it and he's gonna go get better about it. So I, I feel okay about it, honestly. And speaking of fumbles, guys, I mean the the as cold as it's gonna be in this game, that could be an issue here as well. Yeah. Traylon Burks, Parker, what's the latest on the concussion protocol? He's officially questionable, but we're going to see him out there. He practiced in full uh, today, so I think we're going to be we're going to be fine with him out there. Um, yeah, so I think we've got him back. Yeah. I also have a question: uh, Did Kevin Byard show an example of the players being frustrated? Do you see his quote after the game last week, or hear his quote? No, I shut off everything to do with football and burned <laughs> my couch like a All Kentucky right. fan. I'll give you some of it here, Derek Byard after losing. Or Kevin Byard, I'm sorry. Kevin Byard, after losing to the Chargers, says the division is still there, but personally, I don't, I could care less. It doesn't look like we are a team right now that's going to beat anybody. So if he could care less about the division, which means winning, is that just him voicing in a moment of truth what they're all talking about right now? I think I'll tell you what I think that is. I, I don't think I think that's a, a little bit different context. I think he's yeah. saying that he cares more. I think he cares more about the team acting as a team. I think that's what he's referring to. I don't think he doesn't care about winning the division. Uh, I think that he is upset. I think he's being trying to be a leader is what it is. He's trying to call out his 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 teammates and and let them know that they're not meeting muster. They're not they're they're not. Cutting it, you know. So I mean, uh, I don't. I mean, yeah, he's got to be frustrated. Everybody needs to be frustrated. If you're a professional and you're out there and you're not getting it done and you're not frustrated, guess what? You got to go because that's not the kind of teammate that, that anybody wants at that at that level. Yeah, I can see exactly how this one went. Like I could see somebody, a, a member of the media, asking this question and it gets printed up. But I could see him say, I don't even care about the division right now. I care about my team. You know, it's yeah. going to be that type of thing, I, I believe. I don't think he, he's saying he doesn't care about it. I think he's just like, I don't care about that. I care about, like, getting getting right, moving forward with that. I, I just don't think, as they're professionals, I don't think, especially the mayor of Murfreesboro, is going to quit mm-hmm. on this team. Oh, no, no. I don't think that it's a, a buyer thing. Um, unquestioned leader. Um, I was just wondering if it had – if that's what was been has been talked about in the player circles and um, it's just all the things, just the GM getting fired, the owner, Blake and I've said that's basically the owner saying you suck to the players, but the players shouldn't listen to that. Right. I mean, they just go out there and do your thing. You're professionals, but uh, I didn't know if that was indirectly him saying, you know, we've, 
we we're going through a lot right now and it's maybe to Parker's point we're we're going we need to try to do this together you know f the outside noise you know screw it yeah I'll tell, you, I'll tell you I'll call somebody out that nobody's everybody's worshiping and it's really starting to bother me is he's echoing what his his coach sounds like after these losses now because Vrabel is starting to, to get under my skin a little bit lately I mean He's after these games, he's talking about like, oh, I'm doing what I can. We can't mix things up. We can't like he's given he is one step away from telling the media members that this is the one that drives me the the craziest of saying, well, when did you play in the league? Like he's one step from saying that. I think he almost did to Miss Teresa. Yes, he did. It's 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 like 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 dude, like I understand he is a emotional guy for these games and and he and he but you can't. You just you'll, you'll start losing the fan base like that. Like I don't know. I just don't like how he sounds with that. But I will say to turn it back to if they're going to cover this game, the Titans have gone four straight games without covering the spread. They're o three and one in the last four. They have never gone five under Vrabel without covering a game. Yeah. Um, what is it at? What's it like? About three I don't minutes. even know what it is. Three and a half. Right. This three minutes. Three and a half. I gotta believe that we can take down the, the freaking Texans. I don't care how cold it is. We got Derrick Henry. He owns the freaking Texans. It seems like it's gonna be a game where we're running the ball is probably gonna be a big deal and, and ball security. Very, very fair to point out there. Ball security is gonna be big. Um I don't know. I I don't know how many field goals are really going to be kicked in this game because the balls are going to be hard as rocks with it being that cold. Um, I think this is going to be a touchdown game. So, yeah, I'm going Titans. You just got to talk to Brady. You got to let just a little little air out of that. <laughs> Deflate. There you go. There you go. Deflate your balls, Brady. Bradley, teams after facing the Chiefs this season, this is kind of crazy. After you play the Chiefs, what the Texans did last week? Yeah. They're ten and three straight up in the next game. Um, <laughs> the energy boost, the Texans taking the Chiefs overtime. I don't know, but I've got a quote for you guys to help me pick this game. Quote: I never saw a wreck, and never have been wrecked. Nor was I ever in any predicament that threatened to end in any disaster of any sort. That, my friend, is the captain of the Titanic, and I am going down with the ship. Give me the Titans. Give me Derrick Henry. Roll, baby. Let's go. Hey. So I already know my team's fate before Sunday or Saturday. It's a Saturday game, right? Christmas Eve. The Titans. Um, I already know my team's fate. I need the Titans to lose. Um, I'm not predicting that to happen here. I'm going Titans by a touchdown. I wrote down. 23-17. I think right, the old fat Randy can kick a couple field goals, Blake. <laughs> so, Man, I don't know. I got to go tight. I, what I don't want to see happen. I really don't. I don't want to see the Texans win in Nashville again and then have that oh, weird guy oh. making a video from the stadium, you know. Oh, God. That guy? <laughs> I forgot all about that. Frogs oh. or whatever you're saying. Whatever. Yeah. Bring it, dude. Bring so it. We're all going Tennessee. I need to look that up just to see just to see how he does in this game. <laughs> okay, here's something fun to talk about in the next game. Cincinnati at New England. Cincinnati, the away team's about a three-and-a-half-point favorite, but I want to talk about the New England Patriots coming off one of the strangest ways to lose a game and quite honestly one of the worst plays I've ever seen live. Uh, did either one of you watch this back? What do you think about the play? I, I, I didn't watch it live, but I did see the replay, and I still don't understand what was trying to be accomplished, to be honest with you. That's a high school play. He, Parker, he must not have known what the score was, right? So I was watching this game with your brother. Oh, uh, yes, the Raider fan, yes. And... I literally was I literally had to double check the score because I was like, wait, am I it's not it's not tied, right? Like just a poor like there's so much to unpack in this pain. You say one of the worst this is the worst. This is the worst play in NFL history. It is 
so horrendous. I, I, I just, there's so much to unpack on this. Like Jacoby Myers, like, yeah, let me throw it 30 yards back to Mac Jones, who's Mr. Athletic. What, like, what's, even if he catches the ball, what's he going to do? Dude, think about this. So, <laughs> so Mac Jones, he's screaming at the play calling all night. He's doing all this stuff. Just think about this play starting. Oh, we're just going to do a little draw to Ramondre. And Mac Jones is standing back there. Yeah, I'm just kind of watching the play. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, my God. Oh, what? Just imagine being him on this play. Like, what is, what is this coming at me? Like, I felt as much as I don't think Mac Jones is any good. I mean, hashtag, you know, free Bailey Zappi. But just watching that, I, can, I felt so sorry for him. And the person, people were blaming Jacoby on this. It's not Jacoby's fault. This play is Ramon J. Stevenson's fault because he started the whole thing because he's the one that threw it to Jacoby, who then was probably like, oh. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, So, insane. Insane play. I can't. I still can't believe it than thinking about it. I know, but as much as 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 we're thinking about it, (laughs) is it something that's going to creep into this team's psyche? The fact that something so stupid happened. I mean, things like that don't just kind of go away. Is this kind of a, is this going to have a snowball effect here? I'm not, I, look, I, I think it might. I really do. I just wonder if uh, old Burge would have seen this. Would this have been any vindication about the uh, tuck rule game between the Patriots <laughs> and the Raiders? I, I don't know. He's, I would have loved to have had Burge on live after that happened. That would have been absolute YouTube and DDS gold, folks. That would have been great. We'd have been kicked off, but yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We can't censor him. No way. No. All right. So So is T. T Higgins playing? T. Higgins playing? Okay, because I saw he had – I got a – He's on my fantasy, and I got a notification. Well, maybe I don't was... know. Like, who knows what that coach is doing? He could send him out for one play and then pull him out of the game. I, I don't. I don't know what's going on. I just know this Bengals team is running hot, and when you're running hot, you're going to cool off quick. They're 18 and four against the spread over their last 22. The Bengals have won and covered six straight games. I, I just the last time that they won and covered uh, this many games was in 1988. Burrow, when it's under 40 degrees, he's five and zero against the spread. But, man, like, everybody's betting Bengals. Like, the public is on the Bengals. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, get me away from the public. I'm taking the Patriots to bounce back after the most unlucky, ridiculous play in the history of sports. Give me New England in New England. I think that this is a, this is a again, a smoke. It's going to have a snowball effect on, on the mm-hmm. New England Patriots. I think Joey football is – trying to really step up and be one of those guys. He wants to be him, so to speak. And uh, you mentioned all the stats, 5-0 and and all the, all that crap. I mean, I'm going Joey football here all the way. Uh, Joe Burrow has established himself as that player, I, in my eyes. He's, he's there. Um, I'm actually thinking Parker can see my piece of paper. Because I'm exactly with Parker on this one. Um, when I start to see the entire world betting Cincinnati, I'm seeing and listening to the entire world laughing at coach. And we know what this coach can do. I think I think there's going to be a little fire here, Blake. It's called the red booty factor. <laughs> and New England wins this one straight up. Give me the Patriots 27-24. No. No. <laughs> Uh, oh, we get to talk about your game real quick. Philly at Dallas. It's not Hurts. It sounds like it's game. the return. Hey, my Gardner, game. Gardner meant you. It's your family's, your household game. Come on. Yeah, How about whatever. My, my wife is the Cowboys fan, not me. I do have their defense on my fantasy uh, this week, and I need to change their defense back into the starting lineup after hearing that Jalen Hurts has gone down. Uh, but we'll look into that. I think it's I, – I, am I playing somebody? Else? I am playing you, aren't I? I feel like two okay, of them okay. are in the playoffs. It's weird. I know. I know. I, I don't know. What happened up there, Brad? Did, what happened? Did you lose? Uh, I did. I, God, I, I was – dude, I was wanting to troll you so hard when uh, 
when Burrow was was being horrible and Lawrence had like 34. I had a screenshot. I wanted to be like, you can't yeah. trust your boy. And then Burrow went off. He came back. I was looking at all that. I was just like, yeah, wrong place, wrong time against old Adam. And the so this this line in this Dallas game, it it went way down, didn't it? It went way yeah, from first. Yeah, it was like almost at seven, and now it's creeping back down, creeping back down, about four and a half. Yeah, I don't know if Dallas really is. Hey, I really don't know that they win this game. I don't know that. It's going to be a four point. You said four? About four and mm. a half. Four and a half? I don't know about that, man. That seems that seems high to me. You take Dallas um, to win, but not cover. Yeah, I'm going to go Dallas in the points, but I mean, I'm sorry. Did I say that Philly right? in the points, but Dallas to win. Philly, Philly in the points. Wait, a, dude. Wait, hang on here. I've been on the road a long time. I can't really think right now. You're talking really fast, like you're a used car salesman, sir. Just a second. You just wait just a second. All right. What am I saying here? I want to go. I'm going to say that Dallas loses, but covers. But they can't. They're the favorite. I mean, not covers. It's within four and a half points. Sorry. So you're taking Philly. So you're taking Philly. Because taking Philly, Dallas- Philly, yes. Philly. Yes, 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 yes. Been on the road a long time, guys. Is, is your long wife going to be happy to hear you saying that you think Dallas is going to lose again? I mean, facts don't care about your feelings, folks. Been oh, married man. a long time. That's interesting that you – I thought I was going to be the lone person here. I put uh, Cowboys outplayed, outplayed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Getting outscored 30 to 7, 30 to 7 in the last 18 minutes of the game in overtime. Dak threw two interceptions versus a very bad Jacksonville defensive backfield. Philly starting Gardner Minshew. So a little Jaguar juju there. Philly wins this game, covers. Give me the Phillies. The Philly. The Philly. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, thinking about baseball. Well, I mean, yeah, Minshew's starting, but he's eight and fourteen straight up, and ten and twelve against the spread in his NFL career. Yeah, because he played for the Jets. We're going to talk about he threw two interceptions. He, one of the interceptions hit Noah Brown in the hands that should have been a first down and lead to probably a game-winning score, and it dropped off of him and fell directly into the breadbasket of Jacksonville Jaguar. That was nothing to do with Dak, zero. So that is why we are getting too many. There, there are. The point spread should be larger in this game because of that loss. That shouldn't have been a loss. Dak is twenty three and nine against the against the spread against divisional opponents. That's the fourth best in the history of the NFL. I'm just saying, uh, Dallas in this situation. I don't know that Philly cares. I think Dallas trounces this fraudulent Phillies team. No, he said Phillies too. Yes, he said Phillies. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, best bet time where we can do whatever we want because we said so. I'm going to stick with a team that I've been uh, trolling all year. I don't like the Vikings one damn bit. And I'm going to take the New York Giants plus four on the road against, I think, just a pretty bad Vikings team. They get lucky. One of the biggest, what if not the biggest comeback in history of the NFL last year when they found themselves down 33 to nothing. Give me the Giants, man. Run the ball. Do just enough, Daniel Jones. That's my best bet. Giants plus four. You, you know, Bradley, that's funny. You, I talk about regression on this. And let me give you the ultimate what, what regression is. That was against Indy last week, right? So mm-hmm. the week before, Indy scored the most points in the history of the NFL in the, in, or gave up the most points in the history of the NFL in the fourth quarter to Dallas. 33 points. They come out the next week <laughs> and they go, they score. 33 unanswered points. I mean, it's a wash. This just is what it is. But, hey, I'm going with a special Christmas edition for my Ooh. best bet. I'm not going to double dip, my friends. I'm going to triple dip because I'm going to take a parlay, and I'm going to say the Titans and the Jets both win. Book it. Oh, he's Ooh. going money line. The Jets, Titans, wow. money, money, money line. line. Okay. Uh, you know, I've never done a prop bet. Never <laughs> Did have. You find one? 
I haven't. I haven't. I haven't been able to. I wanted to. I wanted to do whatever Derrick Henry's rushing goal oh, is going to be, but I haven't been able well, to look it up. Call it. Feel whatever it is, yeah. Whatever it is, over. Over. All, All right. day. We got you. I'm just it's going to be like 105 somewhere around there. Oh, that's. I mean, that's first half. And Parker, no, usually I find myself matched up against Parker every single time that Derrick Henry is playing the Texans. And if I would have made the playoff win, I probably would have been in that same spot again this week. 250 and three, baby. Let's oh, do it. Backbreaker. Did we see any underdogs that could win? It's always hard in the NFL. I've, I've had a good one this week, actually. One I think that the wrong team's favored. Uh, and that, like, legit, I think the Saints are going to beat the Browns. This is going to happen because this is going to be the worst weather game of the, of the of the week. We're talking 35 mile per hour sustained winds, and I don't know if y'all know this, but Deshaun Watson sucks in the bad weather. It's kind of weird, almost like Cleveland should have known that. But they're not going to be able to throw the ball. This is going to be a dump off run game. This is going to be a Taysom Hill dumps off. It runs the game. Andy Dalton dumps off to Kamara is going to have 10 catches for two yards and just run it that way. Saints straight up win this game. All right. I'm going to do well, something. I'm going to go to a, a warmer yeah. weather game. One of Parker's favorite quarterbacks of all time. I'm looking at the Green Bay Packers go into Miami and squeak out a victory against the fish. Give me Green Bay as my upset special. Newberry, what did you say the spread was in that uh, Minnesota New York game? I had written down pre-show. Who's favored there? Vikings by four. Who's favored there? Vikings. I hate to say it because I've been riding the Vikings for a while now. Oh, he's going to go with the Giants. Yes. But the Giants are going to win this one. It's still it's still four. And Blake, I mean, uh, looking at it, like, that's where all the sharp money's at. They're on the Giants to win that game. In fact, it's gone down from five to four. And Bradley talking about taking Green Bay. I think you're right there too, because who blitz who blitzes more than anybody in the league? That's or not anybody, the second most in the league. That's the Dolphins. And good quarterbacks tend to eat up the blitz. That's because everybody that's betting is watching this show. They're trying to make some money. I mean, you can what I'm talking about. Well, We've we've only proved it for almost two full seasons of doing DDS. Make yeah. money with us, ladies and gentlemen. We should do it. We we should literally next season actually start a, a DDS uh, DraftKings account and just go with whatever we do. We decide. I do it. I do it. Split do the it. proceeds. Show, show them it. how to make some money. Yep, there we can show a running running total right there. Absolutely. That's a show. Put it on the ticker down there at the bottom. You're right. That is a show. <laughs> Guys, really appreciate you joining us tonight for this Christmas edition of DDS Sports Talk. Go ahead. While you're here, hit that like and subscribe button on your way out. Follow us and give us a rumble on Rumble. Check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at DDS Sports Talk. And you can download all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Gentlemen, final thoughts. Guys, I have got another holiday-themed thing here. Whenever people think Christmas, they think gifts or Santa or family. I think movies. So I wanted to think, what are the top five Christmas movies? I, last night, I watched Ernest Saves Christmas. Could have been in there. You could put Bad Santa, Garfield Christmas, Charlie Brown, Grant, Scrooge, The Santa Claus, which your brother's never seen, by the way, Bradley. <laughs> A Wonderful Life. But here's what I settled on. Number five, Home Alone. Four. Christmas Vacation, three, Miracle on 34th Street, two, Elf, and number one, The Undisputed Champion, A Christmas Story. Wow. All right. That's a interesting list. Man, there you go. I like list. We, we do list on the other channel. We should do a list. We should do more list. That's we, like preseason. We yeah, we need to do more. We need to do more. More lists. More lists for 2020. That's a New Year's resolution for you yeah. there. People love them. My final thought is with... The Pittsburgh Steelers and the family of Franco Harris, legend, passed away yesterday, NFL Hall of Famer, best known for making the immaculate reception against Brandon's then, what was it, Los Angeles Raiders in 1972, or is it Oakland? 
maybe an Oakland Raider. The the Raiders in 1972. They it was about to celebrate his uh, 50th anniversary of the play itself. Uh, Pittsburgh, I've learned, will retire. I guess we're planning all along to retire his number 32 during the halftime game uh, this week, actually against the Raiders. And uh, unfortunately, we we lost an NFL legend. Uh, thoughts and prayers to his family. Franco Harris leaves us at the age of 72. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thoughts and prayers well, with him, for sure. Like, my question, to, did you have the thing that popped into your head when he said that? Of The dude's a Hall of Famer. Well, they're waiting 50 years to retire his number? I, that's unbelievable to me. What What were they waiting on? It could have happened. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like, a, yeah, I mean, that sounds like an entire podcast right there in and of itself. I mean, I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody that the major, I mean, that, that's one of the first things that they think about when they think about that franchise is that play. And, and you would think that they would want to enshrine everybody associated with it. It yeah. seemed like if you get, if you I, make I all the same status, it. it should be an automatic retire number. Yep. Yeah. That year. You know, yep. that year you should have your number retired. But anyways, uh, again, thoughts and prayers there for sure. Uh, but my final thought is going to be a, over to the live golf tour. I saw a, a, an interesting little note there. I do believe it was by either 2026 or 2028. They're, they're projected to lose over $350 million. Guys, that would buy a lot, a whole lot of Christmas presents for kids around the world. But you know what? Greg Norman's can, Greg Norman can suck it. But that's all we got for today. As always, it's two-tone blue all the way. You guys be well.